begin reading in verse number 26. And um, I'm kind of glad that I don't have that with me because I'll get uh, I'll get so involved in what my notes say and I won't listen to what the Lord has to say. If you if you all are anything like me, that happens to me a lot. So y'all just pray for us this morning. I'm going to begin in verse number 26. It says the Bible says, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, the way that goeth down from Jerusalem to Gaza, which is desert. How many times have you ever been in that desert place in your life? The Lord's called you to, to do something. Maybe it's, He's called you to preach. And now He's sent you somewhere that, I mean, desert, there's not millions of people walking around in the desert, so you're probably by yourself. And you're thinking, Lord, why have you sent me down here to this desert place? Well, let's continue reading. And he arose and went. I want to thank the Lord that Philip went with God. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch, with great authority under Candace, queen of Ethiopia, who had the uh, charge of all her treasures, and he came to him to worship from Jerusalem. So, there's this Ethiopian eunuch. And I want to stop right here and say, I want to thank God for Philip. And correct me if I'm wrong here. Do it after church when we're eating lunch. And don't tell anybody else that I was wrong. But I've read my Bible a lot through and through. And I can't find anywhere else in the Bible that if Philip wouldn't have told this Ethiopian eunuch about Jesus, well, this is the first time that I can see that somebody told someone in Africa about the Lord. And this stuck, this drove a stake down deep in my heart. I want to thank God for Philip because it could be Philip could have said, you know, I'm not going to this desert place. I'm not going somewhere where it's dry, where Nobody's going to get any help. You know, I'll just be walking around. I'll get sunburnt. Poor pitiful me. There's no way I'm going to the desert, Lord. You've called me to preach. You, and who am I supposed to preach to in a desert? Well, Philip was down here in this desert and the, the queen had been, uh, to worship and now she's going back home to Ethiopia. And I'm sure there was more than one, um, chariot that was going down, down this road and, and uh, I'm going to continue. Well, what I was getting at, I'm sorry. I got ADHD, ADD, A dummy. I got it all. So if I see a fly or a squirrel, I'm going to chase it. But I want to thank God for Philip because if Philip wouldn't have told that Ethiopian eunuch, there's no telling what the Lord would have done in my life. You know, we were talking, people were standing up testifying and I wanted to get up so bad, but I knew if I got up to testify, I just went ahead and preached my sermon and then it would have been bad. But I want to thank God that Philip had enough faith in the Lord to do what the Lord told him to do. And and I want to thank God that the Lord has called me to do something and I have enough faith to go ahead and do what the Lord's called me to do. Because there's no telling how many Bibles we'll pass out and what's going to happen when we get over there. But I do know that the Lord has called us to do that. And I do know that His Word will not return void. Alright, I'm going to continue to read. I'm sorry. Uh, and was returning and he sat in his chariot and read Elias the prophet. Uh, then the scripture, uh, the spirit said to Philip, "Go near and join himself to that chariot." I'm glad the Lord tells you exactly what He wants you to do. And Philip ran thither to him, and he heard uh, heard him read the prophet, saying, "Understand thou what thou readest." And he said, "How can I accept? Some man shall guide me." And Philip uh, and desired Philip that he would come unto him and sat with him in the place in the scripture. Um, which he read, um, he was led a sheep to slaughter and a lamb dumb before his slayer, and he opened his mouth. In his humiliation, 
his judgment was taken away, and uh, who shall deliver his generation for his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered, and Philip said, I pray thee, for whom shall uh, the prophet for this him of himself or other, um, of some other man? And Philip opened his mouth and began in the same scripture and preached Jesus. I want to pause right here. And uh, I want to say that, you know, we can... There's many false things I know uh, here in America and even in Africa. They want to preach health and wealth. They want to preach all this fluffy stuff. They want to preach all this stuff that really just trying to draw in a big crowd. But I believe if we'll just open our mouth and preach Jesus, if we'll go back to the primary... I like to. I got to testify another day at church and said... It all starts at primary colors. There's no color ever made in this world that didn't come from a primary color. Well, I think the primary color of the Bible would have to be red because that's the blood of Jesus. So if we'll just preach that Jesus was born of a virgin, that He died a perfect, sinless life, that He rose again on the third day, if He went ascended to the Father and He's sitting on the right hand of that Father, if we pray to Jesus, if we pray to the Lord, He's our He's the intercessor between us and the Lord, if we'll just preach that simple Gospel, I promise you, the results will be good. I believe that if we'll just continue to preach Jesus, if our witness... I'm going to get down here. I know that you're supposed to have a title for your text, but I'm going to get... I'm going to. This is, I guess, is the introduction... I'm going to waste a lot of time, not really, but I'm going to preach a little bit and then I'm going to get to my burden and then we're going to go home. So, um, when you're, when you're at work, I'm sure many of y'all work. I quit my job a year ago <laughs> and the Lord, I mean, obviously hadn't failed me, but, uh, so when you're at work and you walk by somebody or see, I was a uh, service advisor at a car dealership. So when you pull up, and you need an oil change, or you pull up and your transmission slipping, or something's going wrong with your car, I'm the ugly face you get to look at. So now, not only were you mad that your car's tore up, now you're mad you gotta deal with me. Well, so, when I was, uh, when I was at that car dealership, and there was technicians there, and hopefully, I don't know if anybody in here is a technician, but if you are, you can't be as bad as these guys. These guys were pretty rough, they're pretty rough cut people, and uh so I would walk into the shop and the head the head technician would always say, Hey, y'all be quiet, y'all quit talking like that, here comes the preacher. So if you walk into the break room or if you walk into a restaurant, if you're a well known businessman of this town and you walk in somewhere, does everybody say, Hey, hey y'all, y'all cut it out now. Here comes the man of God. Here comes the person that goes to Lighthouse Baptist Church. Y'all quit talking like y'all quit telling those jokes. Or do they just continue on and you fall on into what what they're saying or or you have a comment about that dirty joke they told or or I mean our witness should just preach Jesus. We should be a lighthouse to this lost and dying world. We should just walk by and uh be able to people not not maybe not go under get under conviction, but people would be like, I want what he has. There's something different about him than there is me. And I was able to witness the people at my job because I just tried to live clean. I just tried to live the way the Lord wanted me to, to live. I'm going to quit reading and rambling. But So this Ethiopian eunuch, he got saved. 
And then he wanted to get baptized. Well, I don't believe that baptism is a key to salvation, but I believe that if you want to continue your further walk with the Lord, you might want to do what the Lord tells you to do. And that, that baptism is nothing more than a public um, profession that what died, what Christ did for you. You're uh, burying the dead, the dead sins that you have, and you're raising up the, the new. Well, this Ethiopian eunuch said, I can't do anything else until I get baptized. Well, I don't know if y'all know a whole lot about deserts, but a desert is a dry place. So dry means no water. So I'm sure Philip, you know, I'm sure he kind of got discouraged and he was like, well, I know you want to get baptized, but I don't know if you know this or not, but we're in the desert. Well, they're riding down the, the, the wagon trail and uh, lo and behold, there's a, there's a puddle of water. And the Ethiopian eunuch says, hey, what about right there? Well, so Philip says, all right, and, they, and, they, and he goes and baptizes that Ethiopian eunuch. Well, so verse number uh, 39, and when they had came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. That means Philip was soaking wet. He just baptized this Ethiopian eunuch and the Lord caught him up, caught him away. And the next verse, what does it say? That he was walking through the streets of another city preaching. So the title of my message would be, is your, is your witness wet? Meaning, so Philip just had baptized. He just saw this man of Ethiopia get saved, want to get baptized. He got baptized and now Philip is gone. The, the Bible says that the Ethiopian eunuch uh, saw him no more. That means he never saw him again. So you can imagine what this Ethiopian eunuch's thinking. Well, it says he went away with great joy, but Philip just had baptized this man. The Bible doesn't say that he went home and changed clothes. He just still had the witness of that miracle that he just witnessed on his, on his clothes. If I jump in a pool of water right now, these clothes are going to be soaking wet. Well, so Philip was in this other city preaching and teaching Jesus. So he gets called away and, and Philip is now in this other city and he's just walking by. I'm sure he's just walking by and he might bump into somebody. Well, if I bump into you and my clothes are soaking wet, your clothes are going to be soaking yeah. wet. Well, if I bump into you, you same thing. If I bump into you, same thing. So that wetness in our life should be the Holy Ghost that lives in our heart. Well, when you're at that job and you walk by somebody and you brush into them, is there conviction on you? Does Jesus speak so loud in your life that you bump into somebody and they're like, ooh, man, there's something different about Him. You know, I always thought there was something different about Him, but now I do know something's different about Him. Or, or do you bump into them and they're like, oh man, He just ran into me. And then y'all just, you know, rough it up and talk. And Or is your witness wet enough to, to put somebody under conviction? You might not even have to say a word. Or if you do open your mouth, and, and is it the things that Jesus would say? Or is it is it fleshly things that you do say? Are you hurting your witness? Or are you helping your witness at work? Or are you hurting your witness at school? Or are you helping your witness at school? I mean, you could be a construction worker and you're driving a nail. And you slip up and hit that good old thumb. And something slides out of your mouth that shouldn't slide out of your mouth. That's hurting your witness. That's drying that wet witness up. You could be changing oil and you crank down on that bolt and that wrench slips and you bust that good old knuckle of yours. Um, I was putting a brush guard on the front of our car 
in Africa. And um, the wrench slipped and I cut my hand wide open. And I was like, man, that hurt. Brother Caleb said, man, I'm proud of you. I was like, well. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so is your witness wet this morning? If, if somebody came to you this morning and said, what must I do to get saved? Could you lead them to the Lord? Or did you just come here this morning to, to slide your time card in at church like you do 40 hours a week? You know, the average Baptist likes to come to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And I'm not saying here, but are you just punching that spiritual time card? Well, I, I've clocked in for the week. I'm good. Now I can just go live like the world when I, as soon as I leave here. Or are you sold out to the Lord? Or if the Lord called you to, to go to a desert, to go to a dry place, would you go? You might only see one person get, get saved. There's a great um, missionary, Adonir and Judson. And uh, he went over and he preached. And I, I don't think he saw one person. But now, you can read books after books after books of how much impact that he had in people's lives. So if if the Lord is dealing with you about, I don't know, preaching or being a missionary, and you might not see anything happen, heaven will reveal what what kind of impact you had. Or you could just be a pillar of the church and, you know, be a witness at work. You're trying to get people, you might not have a perfect witness at work, but you're trying to invite people to church and, and they say, well, if, if he's a Christian and he's doing the same things I'm doing, then what do I need to change for? We need to be, the Bible says we need to be separate. So I guess I came here to ask you two questions. If, if somebody asks you, how to be saved, could you open your mouth and preach Jesus? That He was born of a virgin? That He died a perfect life? No sin? That He rose again on the third day? And is your witness wet? I know that's a, that's a weird title, but that's what the Lord gave me when I read this. That Ethiopian eunuch never saw Philip again, but could you imagine the stories that he had to tell about Philip? Man, there was this guy. We were in a desert and he come running up to my chariot. He jumped in. He asked me if I understood what I was reading. I told him no. And he just opened his mouth and started talking about this man that would take away the sins of, that would take the payment that if I was to die right now and without accepting Jesus into my heart, I would die and go to a devil's hell. He would take that completely away. He'd take that off the table. That when I die, I could, you know, go to heaven and, and be with the people that I love or would you hurt your witness if you opened your mouth and spoke Jesus? You might be in a dry place this morning. I don't know. Uh, I'm not here to to plow deep or sit down on the plow, but this is just what the Lord gave me this morning. And uh, y'all pray for us. Um, we're excited about what the Lord's called us to do. There's uh, 48 million people in Uganda, Africa. That That country is about as big as the state of Alabama. So uh, y'all pray that we're able to get a Bible into 48 million people's hands. You know, if you sow 48 million seeds, there's no telling what the crop is going to come up with that. The Bible says that His Word will not return void. When I struck out on deputation, the Lord gave me a, a verse. I have to have a verse when I go off to do anything. And, and, and I thank the Lord that He gave me a verse. In Matthew 4.19, it says, Follow Me, and I will. Not... 
25 times that phrase, follow me, is mentioned in our Bible. And not one time does it tell them where they're going. Well, Philip just chose to, to follow the Lord. So I'm just asking you this morning, if the Lord told you to do something, would you do it? Would you just follow the Lord? You'll never know the impact that you'll have in somebody's life if you'll just follow the Lord. If you'll do what the Lord tells you to do, there's no telling what He's going to see gets done because you followed Him. Someone said a few months ago, um, this is one of those social media posts that just kind of makes you want to chew nails, but they said that, you know, it's a coward's way out to say just preach Jesus. There's so many doctrines in the Word of God that we don't need to just preach Jesus. We need to preach the full counsel of the Scripture. And while I don't necessarily disagree with that statement, what else is there to preach other than Jesus? If you're preaching on the doctrine of salvation, you've got to preach Jesus. If you're preaching on the doctrine of the rapture, you've got to, who, who's coming? It's going to be the Lord. It's going to be Jesus. It's not going to be an angel that's going to bring us to, to heaven. It's going to be the Son of God. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. What are we supposed to preach? The gospel of Christ. If we go out and we preach Jesus, we're doing what He's told us to do. So don't let anybody tell you that that's a coward's way out of living your Christian life by just, well, let's just preach Jesus. No, He said it right. Preach Him born of a virgin. Preach Him living a sinless life. Preach Him dying a sinner's death. Preach Him raising on the third day. You realize that this is what's considered Palm Sunday, next Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. We're coming down to the to the end of Jesus' earthly life. And it's coming to light all of the things that Christ has done for us. And and when we're preaching Jesus, we have to keep these things in mind. But next Sunday morning, we're going to come in here and we're going to rejoice because the grave is still empty. And because, and because the cross is empty... We're going to rejoice because He took our pain and our shame and our suffering and He paid the penalty of what we owed and He went into a borrowed tomb and He rose up the third day and as He said, He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. What better is there to do than to preach the Son of God, to preach Jesus? I love it. Is your witness wet? I never would have guessed it, Brother Gant, but what a blessing. What a message it was that we need to have. You just bypass a lot of those verses. Just as soon as he baptized the Ethiopian, he was called away. And immediately he was found preaching in this other city. Still wet. Still wet. Now if God can remove you from one place and put you in the next, he can, he can dry your clothes. But the Bible doesn't say he did that. I, I believe he was, he was wet. And if you've ever seen somebody walking through town or walking through Walmart and you see them wet, you're thinking, oh, it's raining. You're thinking ahead. You're thinking, well, why is he wet? Is it, is it really hot? What's going on? Is your witness wet? Can somebody see something different about you? A stand. What are we singing?